Julie at Dogcast Radio. If you like dogs, wherever you are in the world, we're the show for you. Hello and welcome to episode 237 of Dogcast Radio. We live at dogcastradio.com where you can find all our podcasts and more. Today, I'm talking to Scott Watkins, who not only has his own dogs, but he looks after other people's dogs when they go on holiday or are otherwise engaged, and his dogs have helped him through his health troubles. This interview is a great illustration of how our dogs affect all aspects of our lives, and they just become part of our family, part of us, just entwined with us and everything we do and everything that happens to us. First of all, we talked about Scott's dogs. Um, I've actually got three uh, dogs currently. I have four. Phoebe was the first dog. I moved over to where I live currently. I moved here 14 years ago. Um, I had a dog as a child growing up, and then I did not have a dog in my uh, younger years because I shouldn't have had a dog because I was never home. I was always doing things and things like that. And then when I moved over to where I'm at currently now, I uh, wanted a dog because I was living by myself by my first house. Uh, I adopted Phoebe. Phoebe, Phoebe passed away just over two years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, after, well, thank you very much. She was my heart dog. She meant a ton to me, um, taught yeah. me a ton, taught me a lot. I could tell a lot of stories, very smart uh, rat terrier. And then after I had Phoebe for about a year, I ended up looking to adopt another dog. While I was waiting to adopt Lucy, another dog popped up that I went and saw. His name was Tucker. Um, so I adopted Tucker. And then a week week later, they called and said I could adopt Lucy. And I was like, okay, I was only fine on two dogs. I ended up with three. Um, so I was fine. So I had three rat terrier, rat terrier mixes for quite a while on the same age frame. Uh, Lucy just turned 14 in June, so she'll be 15 this coming June. Uh, Tucker turned 14 last October. And then about it was February 20th, um, nine years ago, or eight years ago, I should say, Nine years ago, uh, I adopted. Oops, I apologize. That's okay. They're saying hi. Hold on one second. Oh, okay. They're out on the porch. It's such a nice Aww. day here. So, yeah, and they're um, waiting, they're waiting so, for to go to the dog park, aren't they? So, <laughs> we're holding them up. Ex- exact, exactly. <laughs> so, I got involved in rescue in the meantime. Um, a friend of mine that got me to rescue, uh, landed at the mall i used to run a cell phone store at the mall years ago and she's like are you the one with the little rat terriers that walk and i'm like uh yeah and i was like what did i miss picking up something or something like that and uh she's like uh introduces herself and she lives right up the road for me or she used to and she's involved in animal rescue and next thing you know i'm involved in animal rescue and i think that first year we rescued I don't know, over a hundred dogs and cats, uh, wow. litters of dogs with, or litters of puppies. I mean, sometimes six, I think the biggest one was like 12. So it adds up quick when you do litters like that. Yeah. Um, so she got me full thrown in there and we did the front end of the rescues. We looked for the freed animals uh, so they didn't go to wrong homes and the giveaways and things like that. Um, yeah. That really worries me when people are giving animals away online just not a good situation no, no. so then i would network with rescues that were about an hour and a half way two hours away in the metro uh minneapolis st paul area i'm over in west central minnesota and i'd get them in foster based rescues uh fast forward one of the i mean i probably have rescued I'm not bragging anything but over i've been doing rescue for 12 years i'm sure i've 
I've had my hands on over a thousand dogs and cats easily um, that I've gotten to rescue. Um, in the meantime, uh, I've got a, a Craigslist ad and went and picked up this little Great Dane mix, um, 10 weeks old. She had ringworm and she had bent legs, which is a panel it's called. I don't know the full name, but it's larger breed dog. Sometimes they can get too much nutri- or too much protein. So our, her bones were growing faster than her growth plates could support. So then she was getting the bone legs. So within about four days, I got her legs straightened out with nutrition that I use. And then uh, I used our, our something called a dermicide to kill the ringworm. And then I did some research and found out I was going to have to have her on her low, like a, a really poor quality diet, basically for her first year, low protein and things like that. So I supplemented the nutrition side of it. Um, and yeah, so anyways, I ended up keeping her long story short is where I'm going with that. Um, so that's the only dog I've kept on all those animals that I've actually rescued that I've actually kept myself. The other three dogs I had before I actually had to rescue, um, even though they're all rescues. So anyways, Maisie was just turned nine uh, in December and she's three quarter Dane and a quarter boxer. So those, oh, that's wow. my three dogs. So, so they're, they're, I have no children, so they are my children and oh. they they're the world to me so yeah yeah absolutely they sound delightful that's a bit different isn't it the rat terriers and then a, a, a great dane boxer mix my goodness <laughs> yeah the only thing is they pick up some uh the, the great dane picked up some carrier habits like the crawling under the covers in the bed and stuff like that <laughs> oh, like, so. that's so bad having a little 50 pound dog but when you got a 90 pounder trying to crawl under the covers that gets me a little bit so oh yeah and, it, and a dog that big they sleep where they want to sleep you know <laughs> yeah oh bless that's so sweet that's lovely they sound gorgeous really gorgeous um and as you say i mean you do a lot for rescue you you've helped so many dogs wow and you're the um was vice chairman of the local humane society. Yes, I got asked to join the board of directors two years ago. Um, so the second year they asked me if I'd be interested in step to the vice vice chair, and then this year uh, there's a good chance I'm going to be uh, chairman unless somebody else runs against me and I get voted out. Otherwise, there's a good chance. Um, so yeah, it's I've over that time when I was networking with rescue groups, I. Uh, a relationship with the local rescue here they are a humane society um but all all humane society it's not like a fast food restaurant where it's all cookie cutter humane societies are all up i mean there's different humane societies are run different they're not all cookie cutter system by any means um our i'm not bragging but our humane society has got a really good track record um we do a lot of really cool things a lot of awesome things um our kill rate is very very minimal um it's usually for mercy because yes. the dog, dog or cats, you know, um, to put them out of their misery. Um, and then occasionally you get uh, dogs that can't be rehabilitated that are dangerous. But I mean, I'm talking, I can't remember the numbers, but I'm talking this year we were half what we were last year. And out of two, 3,000 animals, I'm talking like in almost like 20, 30. It's wow. at, I think this year might have been single digits. So I'm really proud of that because I'm all about getting animals in the homes in the right homes and things like that. So I'm really proud to be part of the board. Yeah. Oh, well done. That's congratulations. That's, that's a real achievement. That's brilliant. That's excellent. And that's, that's exactly what we want, isn't it? It's brilliant. Yeah. And I mean, as well as that, as if that's, <laughs> I mean, your life, I always say my life's gone to the dogs, but you're, <laughs> you really have because you've got <laughs> your own dogs, you rescue dogs and then you work with dogs, don't you? 
Yeah, and I haven't talked about the cats that I foster in the basement temporarily when I need to. Um, Welcome back to cats. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I've uh, I've got uh, UncleScottyshouse.com. I'm through a, a company here. I don't I don't know if it's based on the states. They're probably all over the world, but um, they're called Rover. And people people use me um, if they're going on vacation or sometimes daycare. It's, I'm an alternate to uh, boarding kennels because they're in the house with me and my dogs. Um, they sleep upstairs in my bed if they want to, or where the situation is. If there's too many, obviously depends. Whatever their situation, if they're used to sleep in the kennel, that's fine. But it's more of a a way a vacation for them as well. I mean, I have a lot of dogs that get excited to come here because they know we're going to the park and things like that. So I tell people I'm not a boarding kennel because I don't. I only take somebody as well. Um, and the fact that I work from home full time, I've been doing since 2011. So I've been doing the dog setting for I think six years. Um, it's a good, great way to supplement income, but it's awesome because the fact that I just get to meet that many more animals, um, I get to learn more about their behaviors and things like that. I've been to different trainings. So I take pride in making dogs feel comfortable. I mean, I've had times where dogs have been here and they say, well, they don't like men and we're best buddies by the time they're leaving and things like that. So I, I just, it's, it's cool to, I like the, it's like the people watch when I was younger. Now I like to learn from animals and if you pay attention and, look for things you can they, they'll tell you they communicate really well if you're willing to pay attention yeah absolutely i mean absolutely. i i've i've got without all with the covid going on i have really lost a lot of uh traffic as far as clients um had a couple stretches here and there but it's like i don't even have any dogs with my three dogs because it's like the routine's down i've had them since they've been young you know what i mean so eight nine ten years eleven thirteen years living together pretty much like a married couple you know what your habits are you, I know what they want they know what they want and yeah yeah but isn't that the beautiful bit of dog ownership everybody thinks they want a puppy and puppies are wonderful puppies are fun but it's when you get the dog that you know you you've you've helped make you've you've given them lots of experiences and you've worked together you've lived together you've trained together as you say they know you you know them and it's just a wonderful fit. And I used to, with Buddy, I used to think, oh, my goodness, we've been together longer than a lot of marriages last, you know. And we knew each other so well and we loved each other so much. And that is, that's the brilliant bit of dog ownership, isn't it? That bit where you know each other. 100%. Yeah. No, people don't realize it's like when when I lost Phoebe, I knew it was coming. Um, she had a, a mass lump on her side. And that's not even what ended up killing her. Um, it was congestive heart failure that ended up killing her. But I mean, I knew it was coming and she was attached to my side for the last two years. And I had changed the diet. I went from a, from a kibble to a straight raw diet because um, we didn't know if it was cancer or not, but it was so big. It's like, I couldn't do nothing. And I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in quality of life. That's where I'm at with my yeah. personal life. I'm believing quality over quantity. And if you start poking the bear, it's not a good thing. And you start poking something that might have cancer and it usually just takes off and spreads all the place. Um, so yeah, I just totally changed diet, things like that. Started adding in more of my supplements and it's been a good thing because I've continued on with those lot of diets, that diet change and lifestyle change with my, the other three dogs I still have. And I told you their ages, I mean, 14 and a half, 14 and nine and Maisie had some health issues four years ago got it all taken care of what found out that she had early hip degeneration going on and her early spine degeneration going on. And like I said, she's three quarters Dane and a quarter boxer. And both those breeds tend to have 
cancer runs in boxers and hip hip and all kinds of issues running veins, obviously. Um, and she's her last x-ray that I had because she ate some carpet a couple years ago. She had like an inch worth of, on her x-ray, it showed like an inch worth of arthritis across her back. And you can't even tell. I Because the supplements I give her, I mean, she runs still. I mean, she doesn't have as much, in, as long an endurance as she does used to, but she still plays like a puppy. Um, I also do chiropractor adjustments. Um, her and Tucker, uh, they get chiropractor adjustments about every four weeks to eight weeks at the max. Um, yeah. and then I, like I said, now I feed a half raw diet and I feed a half kibble diet with, and I use really high quality supplements. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do you know, it sounds like a very good life to be a dog in your house. <laughs> well, I try, <laughs> I try, I do my best. Oh, you succeed. My, 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 my own health has made a, they, they made a difference in my own health as well. So it's, I, I, I feel like they give back just as much as I give them, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, it's wonderful. There's, there's nothing like having a dog that you've got that bond with, that you have that history with, that you and just, just you know, going out for a walk or doing some training when you, you feel like a team with that dog. Oh, my goodness. There's nothing like that, is it? It's just wonderful. Yeah, it's awesome. And my, one of my dogs, Tucker, has always had uh, some behavioral issues from when, mm-hmm. when he was a puppy. So it's a long story there, but I learned a lot from Tucker. Tucker's, he's my problem child, I call him. Um, <laughs> he's taught me a lot. And I mean, he wouldn't even accept Maisie for a long time. And Maisie's been so good and things like that forever. And since Phoebe passed away, um, Tucker for a while used to market the house a lot. So he had to wear a belly band. He hasn't, he stopped marking the house. Um, he accepts Maisie now so they can be together, loosen the house and things like that, where before I'd always have to be monitoring it, things like that. So, like I said, they've taught me a lot of life lenses as well and just getting along and patience. Um, Phoebe used to have anxiety, separation anxiety. Even if I was on the other side of the fence, she'd be barking because she was left in a kennel in Iowa and the owners never came back. Eventually that went away. At the end of her life, I couldn't even get her inside the house if it was a nice day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, so, it's, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a two-way street is what I'm saying. If people yeah. allow it, it's a two-way street. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. It's, it's just, you know, just love them so much. And then they give you that back. It's just in spades. And, and like, you know, and it's not even just doing activities, sometimes just sitting in the chair and the dog comes and sits with you. And that's just so lovely. And it just it so enhances your day. And they're obviously happy. And it's just it's just wonderful. It's what's what's life about for me. Um, but I mean, having said that, you, you've mentioned your own health. I mean, and, and you've had, I mean, big issues, haven't you? you? You had a heart attack. Can you can you tell us about that? Yeah. Yeah. I started with a nutritional company 16 years ago when I was 37. I'll be 54 next month. Uh, when I started with this nutritional company, my health is just on a downward spiral. I mean, high cholesterol, I used to get ingrown hairs, used to have sinus infections four to six a year, which would last usually seven months, eight months of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, used to eat Advil by the handful because of sports injuries, car accidents, all kinds of things. Um, oh, overweight, I was way overweight at the time. So fast forward, uh, this company was awesome for me. I uh, got really healthy, lost 40 pounds, uh, changed my diet. Unfortunate part was I still smoked cigarettes this whole time. So I was a cigarette smoker since I was 24. So I smoked cigarettes for 28 years because I quit when I was 52. So it'd be two years ago this March that I quit. Yay. Well, Hardest thing I ever did in my life. Yeah. And that's it. Thank you. Um, and then my my uncle 
died of a massive heart attack uh, not too long ago. He was only 59. His grandpa, which would have been my great grandpa, dropped dead at a heart attack of 59. Uh, my grandpa, which would have been my uncle's dad, had strokes. So between, so basically I had a heart attack. Well, not basically, I did have a heart attack yeah. June uh, 10th of 2018. Wow. And I had three minor heart attacks before that. So within nine days, I basically had four heart attacks because I didn't know they were heart attacks. I thought they were heartburn, which I don't oh. get very often. And then I'd got like a, between my backs, so I'd go to the chiropractor, just saw so I was a stiff between my shoulder blades. Yeah. Um, and then finally on a Sunday, I text my chiropractor, he's a friend of mine, and said, it's going on again. I was up all night with heartburn. And the other times it just lasted maybe an hour at the most. Um, he calls me back and starts asking me questions and the questions I knew I'm in the health field. So I knew the questions he was asking me were heart attack related. And I'm like, Oh, I might be having a heart attack, but I wasn't smart enough to go to the urgent care. So I follow, I go to sleep. Finally, wake up all sweaty, um, text him. And he's like, well, I'm back at the little league thing. So I'm going to, I'll let you know when I'm back. And he's like, no, I'm going to go to urgent care. So I was taking care of a 19 year old cat. Yeah. Um, so I stopped by and fed that cat. Cause I was stopping by somebody's house, fed the cat and loaded up the ditch, everything. Drove oh, to urgent wow. care, stood in line, paid my copay. So I think I'm having a heart attack. They said, well, you need to drive to the emergency room. I'm like, okay. Thought that was kind of weird. So I drove to the emergency room, went in there, and they're like, yeah, you're having a heart attack. Um, that was at noon. And three hours later, I woke up in a place that was about an hour away. It's called St. Cloud, Minnesota. They have the number one heart hospital in the Midwest, which um, so three hours later, I got a helicopter ride and I woke up and surgery was done. I had four stents put in. I was 99 plus percent blocked. Um, luckily it wasn't the widow maker artery. It was the other one, but I didn't have high cholesterol. I didn't have a uh, high blood pressure. I, uh, wasn't diabetic or I'm not diabetic. I'm not pre-diabetic. Um, I was maybe a little overweight, but not obese. So I didn't meet any of the heart attack criteria, except I was a smoker and hereditary. Yeah. So Wow. What Since then, I got my act back together, um, started with rehab, exercising, uh, taking certain extra supplements for the heart, things like that, got off my medication right away. Unfortunately, during COVID, I got really busy with my health business because people are looking for protection right now, obviously, with what's going on and extra yeah. income. But but uh, I let my own health, my own health slip again not as far as supplement wise but the exercise wise and then i got some bad eating habits again so i'm just finished my seventh day of my seven day healthy cleanse right now today mm -hmm. is my last day um so i'm getting back on track again we're all humans we that's that's it absolutely that's the way it is I, I i kept my i kept my original 40 pounds i lost off for 11 years so i'm pretty proud that's about done. that and then yeah. life's life's changed and back and forth but yeah i i'm healthier today at 50 well be, we'll be 54 that I was at 37 and that's including a heart attack two years ago. And wow. <laughs> most people can't say that because no. I mean, no, that's it's not the way. No. So, yeah. And keeping the so, way. Yeah. And then the, the dogs have made so much difference in my life just because, I mean, I mean, they missed me obviously when I was gone and, and oh. in the hospital and things like that. I was only there only in the hospital for two nights, but still, um, wow. it was just cool. Yeah. A lot of good things came. I, I, it was a lot of good things that came out of it. So it happened for a reason. Yeah, gosh. But I mean, one thing that occurs to me, which is nothing to do with health or dogs, but you drove yourself to the hospital. Then they took you in. What happened to your car, Scott? Uh, actually, well, before before I uh, went to the hospital, I called a friend of mine um, because I had dogs that I, ever watch, I was watching. Yeah. So I had called a friend of mine and he got hold of another friend. And then 
yeah, I've got awesome. My family lives three hours away. My family is awesome. Um, but my local friends are awesome too. And then his mother-in-law works at the hospital. So she came down to let them. And, uh, and then he came over and got, he had a key to my house. He came over, got my extra key and went and picked up my car to answer your question and brought it home. Oh, so. yes. Yeah. And, and I looked, <laughs> yeah, I looked after your dogs as well. Wow. Cause that's when you live on your own and you have animals, that's a big, you know, what if, isn't it? You know, what if, I mean, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a heart attack, but what if you break your leg? What, even if the car breaks down and you're delayed, you know, indefinitely, there's, there's a lot of things you need to think through, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm fortunate enough. Uh, my wife's or my, not my wife, I'm not married. My friend's wife, my best friend's wife and one of my aunts actually came up and picked me up from the hospital. Um, one drove two hours, one drove three and a half hours. And then they, uh, brought me home and stayed with me a couple of days and helped me out and exercised the dogs and took care of me. So, yeah, like I said, I've got awesome friends and I've been blessed with awesome friends and family. So yeah but yeah no you're right and i've got like i've got i've got keys to some friend's house and some friends got keys to my house to answer that question um as far as something happens so they can come and but or if i'm running late or something like that or if i have to run to the metro it's a couple hours away and get delayed and yeah we we help each other out a lot i've got friends with cats and vice versa and dogs and yeah it's just something that you know we none of us like to think about something bad happening but it's something you have to think about and think okay i need to nominate you know an, an emergency caretaker and let them know <laughs> ask them first but you know you need to have that person to, to sort of say look in an emergency will you look after my animals you know and, and just have thought it through don't you oh uh, yeah I've, I've only had two people out of all the dogs I've watched and not, and all, all the owners I mean they I know they love their animals otherwise they would because I cost more than a boarding facility because I do more than a boarding facility yeah, yeah. and uh they wouldn't spend the extra money and so if they didn't care. But I've only had two that were really concerned, but one was flying to Hawaii. But it's like, if we have a plane crash, something, this is where you need to contact the dogs and all this Aww. stuff. So, and, and they all have an emergency listed in their profile besides that. But I've only had two people that were verbally made sure this is what you do if something happens, I don't come back or whatever. So it, yeah. it's, I never thought of it either until they did. So No, absolutely. Well, I, don't, I mean, I'm very lucky because I've got to talk to lots of, people who are experts in their field and then when it's mentioned to you, you go oh my goodness yes you know and 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 like I say it's not a nice not a nice subject to have to con- confront but you know it's something you you'd hate to leave your animals in the lurch so it's something you have to think about but and let's come back to the dog sitting I mean that is it's the next best thing if if you you know I, I was we now live with my mother but she always was my dog sitter she always came and moved into the house had the dogs and the cats and the whatever we had at the time and so that was she was my dog sister. Now we live with my mum. And so if we go away, often it's all together. So you have to then nominate somebody and say, will, will you can you have the dog? <laughs> but I mean, if you can, if you if you don't have somebody who's willing to take them, this kind of arrangement is, is amazing. I do some PR for a company that does home boarding and home boarding is wonderful for dogs, isn't it? Oh, yeah. They I mean, I've unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, I think I had eight or nine dogs that I watched pass away not while I was watching them but they passed away over last year yeah. um but I'm thinking one in particularly Rudy that just passed away he was a Swiss mountain dog oh. um he was 10 and a half years old they actually adopted him from uh that's up St. Cloud the town I mentioned about the hospital the rescue up there yeah. and they adopted him as a beagle puppy because he was a puppy well he wasn't a beagle puppy <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it'll be the Swiss bomb dog. And they <laughs> actually found the litter on the side of the road. Um, so I don't know what happened there, but anyways, Rudy just, he did not like going to the boarding kennel. He was a nervous boy. Um, oh. he didn't like thunder. He didn't like anything. So he really appreciated being able to come to my house because he was just a nervous wreck and wore out. And, and the, the, the boarding facility is awesome. I mean, that's where I go with my dogs a lot to the dog park because they have a dog park behind it. And so I'm not ripping on the boarding facilities oh, whatsoever, good, good. but some dogs just are not a good fit for it. And, yes. uh, yeah. and they actually, actually the Rudy's mom owner texts me the day before they're going to, euthanize him because he had a liver cancer and all that stuff and asked if I wanted to come up and say goodbye and stuff like that. So I just really appreciate that. So it goes back to your point for me, it's, I get, I build a lot of bonds uh, with a lot of these dogs. Yeah. Um, another dog, Frankie is a, is an uh, English Cocker Spaniel um, that I watched and he's, if not, he, yeah, he's by far the easiest dog I've ever watched. Um, I mean, I could have, I don't do many of my dogs off leash that I watch, but, he Frankie was just awesome. Uh, I, some relatives came over a couple years ago, and I had some dogs here, and they were helping with some stuff around the house. And they all love the dogs, but they all love Frankie the most. And so <laughs> Frankie just moved to Colorado too. So, oh. so that that not only do they uh, pass away, but sometimes they move away. And the first yeah. dog I ever boarded uh, is down in Texas now. So it's it's cool to follow their journey. And uh, like I said, I build a lot of bonds with with the people and their their dogs. So yes. it's very cool. Yeah. And like oh, you said, it's. It's a good situation for them is the best thing. Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's lovely because, you know, it's such a big responsibility and, and it's such a big thing. I mean, I always, when we leave our dogs, I always cry and cry. And I had to ask um, when Buddy was quite poorly and we'd already booked to go on holiday and the lady that I do PR for, I had to say to her, um, could you find someone that will have an, an, a Labrador that's 14, that's not always entirely continent that, you know, deaf but he does no sign language but it, it was and she found somebody and they and he couldn't manage stairs at the time so they had to be on the ground floor there were all these things and she went yes I've got a couple who have their own Labrador who was 14 13 I think he was and it was wonderful for Buddy because he loved doggy company and he loved people and they were Labrador people because again you know you, a Labrador is, is quite an in-your-face dog they want to be with you they want to be noticed um and the fact they were Labrador people was lovely so I mean it it, it, it was much much easier for me although I had to say to her look Anne I'm going to cry and she said I know and I said no 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 I'm not just going to sniffle I'm going to do ugly gasping crying because this is my baby and I did um and it wasn't that you know I didn't trust her I did but it's just it's my baby and I'm going away from my baby you know and it's and it's a horrible it's a it's such a an emotional situation isn't it oh yeah no it's yeah and it's usually the first time um because they, the people don't know me that they get emotional um if they, if they do, but after they've been there and they've seen their, how good their dog is and likes coming back and then it makes them feel better. And that's my, that's my role. That's my goal is to let people enjoy their trip and their time away. And I send, uh, I send multiple picture updates a day and they're always welcome to say, Hey, well, the dog's dog doing or whatever, but I do send updates and I just, yeah. And I, it's, I, I pride myself on, I mean, if you go to my, that page you'll see all kinds of reviews and I pride myself on making people feel comfortable and making people their their dogs feel comfortable yeah. and and safe yeah absolutely I was gonna say do you do you send updates because that's one of the things that uh, mum used to say that I would ring home and go how's buddy and she'd go I'm fine thank you and no 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 how's buddy <laughs> you can tell me but <laughs> you know the dog <laughs> the dog I've got to look, look out for him nobody else will <laughs> 
So, you know, and you being a pet parent, you you understand what they're going through, don't you? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I went to uh, Hawaii for a week and then we stopped in California on the way back for a week, uh, 2015. And I was ready to skip the second part and come right back because I miss my dog so much. Um, yeah. And then the thing is the people that my best friend and his wife, they do the same thing I do in, in the Metro. Um, that's who usually watches my dogs and I was with them. So, <laughs> so I, I had friends, I had friends watching my dog here at my house and stuff like that. So I knew they're okay, but still it's, yeah, yeah. You, you still miss them. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's a responsibility, and you should take it seriously, shouldn't you? You should miss them, and you should take it seriously, because if you don't, who will? And so many things can happen to them without you you knowing, and, and people have got to know sort of your, your vet and, and what to do if they do get out, and so many things. It's, it is a big undertaking. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's – I'm – I think I've had one rescue – that I fostered for six months, Mia, she was a pit bull mix and just the sweetest girl ever. And, uh, she'd just been bounced around all over the place and she was an escape artist. Um, she escaped one time and it took me four hours to find her. Um, we were driving all over the place looking for her. And then, uh, I I got back home and this little girl comes up to me and, and she used to play with the neighbors, uh, kids and she's like are you missing are you looking for a dog and i'm like yeah and she's like i know where it is and she's she's got a dog named sugar that's a a, a staffshire mix or no she's that sugar was a full staffshire and yeah. uh i i had helped her a couple times catch him and bring him home and they're like four or five blocks away so she takes us over to this house and it happens to be the guy that was with me his a lady that works for the place he worked at that's where they lived and the kids had grabbed the dog um, and it, I, we'd heard reports on the other side and they had, had a chain on it, on Mia and going around with the bikes and stuff. And they're like, oh, we were looking for the owners. And it's like, oh, is that why you took the tags off? Because oh. all their tags are gone and stuff like that. Wow. And uh, so I wasn't very happy. So then I had to really keep an eye on her because she was, I mean, she literally, I, I've got six foot fences. I've never had a dog. Well, I've had one dog, a mast off that just chewed through the fence escape one time, but wow. that doesn't count when they just chew through the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. but, but so no, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. I, because I would hate to have something like that, that uh, a dog get loose and then I can't find it or something and yeah. something else's dog. So I'm very careful with that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so tell me about the cats as well. You're obviously a, an, an, not just a dog person, you're an animal person all around. So tell me about the cats. Yeah, I've got, uh, I live in a house, a uh, three-level house. So in my basement, I've got some extra rooms. So my friend, Shaney, that's in the rescue, that's got me in the rescue. Once people start learning those things, too, they reach out to you, your name goes around. So I, we have people reach out. Um, people reach out to Shaney. Sometimes we get litters of kittens off of free ads, Facebook, Craigslist, whatever. Um, so then I'll be like a temporary place for them to stay. Our local humane society is awesome at letting us uh, spay and neuter uh stray cats and things like that and we pay a very small fee and this is a secret and it should be rolled out hopefully by the time people start hearing this so we've actually one thing i'm really proud about our uh our uh we're going to be doing a low low space low cost spay and neuter service to the public right now we have a couple different places that used to come in uh they haven't since covid but they'd come in but they'd always fill up and it was it's an awesome deal but we're gonna have it permanently through our shelter which is awesome because 
it's all about controlling the the population. This and I just don't understand why people don't understand why they don't they shouldn't spay and neuter their animals. It's it's yeah. not only to stop the reproduction, but it's also really healthy. You can't get testicle cancer without testicles. You can't get uh, female cervical cancer. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Without, so it's for the health reasons as well. Not only to stop reproduction, and and I'm not I'm I'm not. I'm not a hardcore rescue, and I. Some people are going to listen to this and say you're not a rescuer, and I'd say baloney. You, you, there, there is a re- need for breeders, but the problem is there's no need for puppy mills. There's no reason for accidental litters. There's no reason to be breeding a poor line just to make money. Yeah. So the, the real breeders really don't make a lot of money. You, anybody that's a real breeder knows that because it costs yeah. so much money. So yes, if, you do if, you're, properly, if you're a breeder and you're profiting, you're probably not doing it right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If you're doing it properly, there's not money in it really. It's it's just, you know, and it, and it, that's not what they, real breeders, they're not doing it for the money, are they? They're doing it for the love of the dog, for the love of the breed. And to make that breed you know, and, and like you, you know, I, I love good breeders you know there we do need good breeders because if we if we don't dogs will die out i don't want dogs to die out i want but i do want good reputable breeders with integrity who are doing it for the good of the breed and not sort of oh a litter have a litter because that's not that's not the way forward you know just as you say not the the backyard not the the sort of old i'll just have one litter um and this really came home to me this this um past winter because we had um we've just moved house well just over a year ago and this winter we found a nest of stray kittens we found one kitten and we didn't really realize it was from a stray from a from a nest and then we found another one and then we found the nest and these poor little kittens the first the first one i took to the vets um and of course as you say it's during covid time so it's sort of distancing and trying to stay safe so we took the, the kitten to the vet and they did they're wonderful vets and they did everything they could for it and and she didn't make it the second one because the vet, the vet said, well, there's, unless there's anything wrong with it, we there's not we we can't really do anything. So the RSPCA took that one away. Then we found the nest. We didn't realise it was a hot tent. There's four four or five more kittens. Oh my goodness! And these poor little guys, and it was freezing cold. And you just think, please, if if you if, I mean, I I don't know whether they're living on a farm or what they're doing, but if the original cats had been neutered, this problem wouldn't be happening now. And it's heartbreaking when you find. It really brought it home to me because when you find this little life, this little soul that's suffering and has so many illnesses and isn't going to make it long term, the responsibility is is huge. And oh, my goodness, the, the tears we've cried over these kittens. And it really brought it home. You have to spay and neuter unless and, and as you say, unless I'm, I'm not anti breeder, people who know what they're doing. But otherwise, spay and neuter because we, it's just it's it's heartbreaking, isn't it? Well, here, just when there's millions of animals being euthanized every year because there's lack of home, I'm sorry, that's it's wrong. And you talked about puppies before. I puppies are awesome. I don't want puppies. <laughs> <laughs> I finally, I finally started charging more for puppies to watch them because I forget <laughs> how much work they are. Yes. Um, and there's an option in my thing to charge more, and I finally started doing it. Um, I've had a few puppies that are really awesome, but most puppies just are, and that's they're puppies. That's what they are. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean. I personally will be once once I, I'd like to keep it two three dogs max um, as openings open up in my house or what you want to call it. I mean, I plan on adopting senior dogs, uh, medical issue dogs, dogs that are um, having a hard time being placed or whatever the case is. Because I, I yeah, to me, 
I'm getting older. I'd rather have a dog that's just wants to lay around half the day or three quarters of the day yeah. than one that wants my attention three quarters of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And people forget that. And then they yeah. forget that they grew up and then they don't socialize them as puppies and they have issues. And it's like, yeah. it's like, yeah. no, you need the, that, that, that younger, those younger years. And then you get these, especially when breeders separate their puppies and kittens at six weeks instead of waiting oh. at eight weeks at least. Yeah. That that's that that right there tells you you're not a legitimate breeder. I'm sorry yeah, because uh, those last two weeks, those from six weeks from week six to six week eight is so important in yeah. the developers their socialization and things like that, and people don't realize that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I was talking to a, to a behaviorist recently. He was saying that good breeders, you know, and again, it's very easy for people to think, "Well, I just want a dog. It doesn't really matter." It does because things like separation anxiety are so common, and it's a very, you know, it's it's a serious problem because it impacts on you, it impacts on the dog. It's like a panic attack for the dog. If you have neighbours they're going to be complaining. So it is a big issue. But a good breeder, again, would have been getting that puppy used to perhaps being, you know, obviously with, with its siblings and mother to begin with, then with its siblings, and then perhaps putting them three or two in a, in a crate or in, in an area, and one and giving them that experience of safely getting used to being on their own. That's not a person who's in it just for the money. You know, the, the people who are in it for the money, they're not going to put that time into to your puppy. So I absolutely agree with you. You've got to go to a good breeder and you've got to go to someone who wants to keep them for the right amount of time and give them the best start in life. And then that's going to make you life happier for you as well as the dog, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs need to be stimulated. If if dogs are being naughty, it's because they're, they're just like a kid being naughty. They don't have anything to do with their energy and what they're going to do. They're going to do something destructive more times than not. Unfortunately, that's one reason I was on. We have, we have a, private dog park. I mean, anybody can go there, but you got to pay for it where I go just on the outskirts of town. And we've got another dog park in town. That's uh, a public dog park. And I was actually on the dog park planning committee for that. And I tell, and I don't even use it because I use the other one. I think I've used it twice. Um, And I tell people I selfishly wanted that dog park because the more people get out and exercise their dog, the better their dogs are. It's just common sense. Um, So now it's like, okay, you don't have an excuse. You don't have to walk yourself. You just need to drive to the dog park walk them into the leash and let them run and stand there and talk <laughs> and, and hopefully pay attention if your dog's not being nice to teach them some matters, but, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So obviously I like, I like the dog park that I go to because it's a little, it's bigger and I can get my exercise in too. So I'm just constantly walking with, with while the dogs are running around and a lot of times they just follow me around. So, yeah, but, but exercise is a good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Scott, I know that you and your dogs are waiting to go to the, the dog park today, so I won't hold you up much longer. But do you, do, is, well, is there anything else that you want to say about dogs or rescue or yourself or health or anything that we haven't had time to say yet? I just I'm a firm believer. I've, I've switched, uh, like I mentioned, raw. I raw diet earlier. Um, I found a balance with my dogs doing a, a good quality kibble. It's kibbles are hard because I mean all kibbles basically almost half of it, if not over half of it, is is sugar. Um, so I found a balance between a good kibble that I believe in and then raw, and then I use my own personal supplements that I use myself uh, for my dogs as well, um, because not all supplements are created equal. It's just like dog food; they get some really low quality, and a lot of supplements out there are synthetic. If you're looking for a supplement to use, look for a whole food supplement and. Try to find a company that's actually got some clinical studies. They're hard to find. 
um, not just five out of six doctors say this, but actual clinical studies and not their own clinical studies, third party. So just, I believe in prevention. Prevention is way cheaper and way easier than dealing with illness, whether it's your dog or not. That's cost money. Doctors cost money. Taking time off work costs money. And you're doing that to take your dogs or cats or whatever the case is. So just, like I said, it's longevity and get chemicals out of your house. Use natural cleaners. Um, just put the odds in your favor, I guess is what I'm saying. I, I, I believe in the natural resource. Um, Western medicine, I love the fact that they put stents in my heart and save me there. But I, they were shoving medication down my throat right away. And I'm like, well, why am I taking this for high blood pressure? I don't have high blood pressure. Why am I taking this for this? I don't have this. Well, that's because what we do with heart attack patients, it's like, so I'm just a cookie cutter. You're just doing the same thing. And it's like, yeah. I'm not the same. It's called practicing medicine. So, and I, I'm not saying, but more times than not, you got to figure out what the cause is of your condition and you fix the cause and your condition goes away. Um, rather than just putting a bandaid over your condition is what I'm saying. So just a believer in taking care of yourself and exercising and eating right and, and just do the right thing. Live by the going rule. Do upon others what you do upon yourself. Yeah. Well, but thank you, been... Julie, for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. You're looking good on it anyway. And, and your dogs are looking good on it. You're, and they're a smashing age. So well done. You're doing really well. Where, because I'm sure people will want to find out more, where can people find out more about you online? A couple of sites I can give you. Uh-huh. Um, if you go to, uh, my, give me my dog site where you can check out my dog stuff. Uh, uncle Scotty's house.com. Yeah. Uh, uncle Scotty's YS house.com. And then I've got some free information, free eBooks. You can go to, uh, scottwatkins.info. You can get all kinds of wellness information and you can also connect with me on social media through scottwatkins.info. Um, you can find me on, uh, my Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter on there, LinkedIn, I believe. Um, and then if you want to take a free assessment, we've got a really cool precision uh, nutrition. Um, I've got some promotions going on, but it's like a 10 minute assessment, like 110 million combinations, but it's neologyscott.com. I'll spell that out loud. M-E-O-L-O-G-Y. And then Scott, Scott with two T's, S-C-O-T-T.com. Um, and it's assessment. There's no, uh, requirements you're not obligated nothing but if you want to kind of see what's recommended that you take nutritionally wise for your own nutrition even if you can't get what i take myself where you're at around the world you can at least see what you should take for your conditions and what will help you scott's obviously a busy man with all those dogs of his own and other people's to look after and various other commitments and looking after his health Thanks to Scott for sharing his story with us. All the links Scott mentioned will be on the Dogcast Radio site, dogcastradio.com, and on our social media, or socials, as they say now. That's it for now. I am off to take a cold shower because it is so hot this week in the UK. Till next time, stay cool and look after yourselves and your dogs. Thanks for listening to Dogcast Radio, available from www.dogcastradio.com. That's D-O-G-C-A-S-T radio.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, and wherever you are in the world, we'd love to hear from you. You can do so in a variety of ways. You can contact us on Skype with the ident dogcastradio. That's all one word, dogcastradio. By email, you can contact me on julie at dogcastradio.com. When contacting us by email, if you have the facilities, please record your questions or comments and send them to us as an audio file. 
that way we can include them directly in our program. We can accept most formats, for example WAV, MP3. All these methods of contacting us can be found on our website, which is www.dogcastradio.com. And as ever, the final word goes to Jenny. What do dogs get after they graduate from obedience school? They're masters.